coming up on Pass the Secret Sauce. Anything that you are facing, I guarantee there is someone else out there that has faced the same thing and they've overcome it. And there's no difference between you and them. You can overcome it. So you're not an island. Reach out, do something. Even if it's just talking to a parent or a friend or a spouse, someone you trust. Letting it, like the first step is acknowledging it's there and then telling someone about it. And you will be surprised because the more you open up to other people, the more they will open up to you. It is amazing how many people have gone through very similar situations. Like when it is absolutely insane. We have all struggled and been through so much pain as individuals. And one of my favorite quotes is that if you treat everyone as if they're going through the fight of their life, then you'll be right more than half of the time. And that's absolutely true. You don't know what's going on with other people. Welcome to the show. I'm Matt Shields. On Pass the Secret Sauce, we unscramble the life stories, skills, and secrets from the most wicked smart minds and interesting people to uncover their experience and recipes for success that will help you get an edge on your own life. My goal is to help you rein in on the chaos that life throws at us by learning from other high achievers. If you're new to the show, we have episodes with founders, CEOs, investors, and leaders. So if you like to learn and are motivated to improve your life, then kick back and listen to our guests pass their secret sauce. On today's episode of Pass the Secret Sauce, we have Chris Lovin. Chris created a clothing brand called 101 Exclusive, where they create 101 of every piece that they design. So they only create and manufacture 101 pieces of each one. So if you're looking to get involved in a clothing brand, Chris's experience is something that you're going to learn quite a bit from. Chris actually also had a rather dark past that we get into a little bit and I can absolutely say that if you are in a dark place please please seek the help that you need there are people that are going through very very similar things in life that can help you and and if we all group together we can certainly get through these types of things together Chris has an amazing amazing story about how he was going through some dark days in his own life and what he has done to create this inspirational brand on the other side of it really, really is something amazing. So he's developing 101 exclusive into a very, very exclusive clothing line with an inspirational message as the core message on each one of these these pieces. So with that, I hope you enjoy today's very special episode on Pass the Secret Sauce with Chris Lovin. Well, I am the middle of five kids. So my dinner table was usually a lot of fun. Like we actually did have like family meals. My mom was a stay at home mom. My dad was a commercial banker. And uh, yeah, I was the middle. I had an older brother, older sister, younger brother, younger sister. So it was like as balanced as you can possibly get, right? But we talked a lot about politics unfortunately mm-hmm. that seems to be a big uh, conversation even now like even now we actually um i go over to my parents home every sunday and we do family meals so family has always been a big thing for for us and i've just been super fortunate to have a family that's very tight very supportive and very loving so i came from a 
fantastic home. I'm, I know not everyone is as fortunate as I have been in that situation, but yeah, that family's everything to me, man. That's, yeah. that's what matters most. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. That's great. Did you, did you grow up with any entrepreneurial tendencies at all? Did you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot. So I remember being five and I collected baseball cards and basketball cards and stuff like that. I remember being five and getting like a piece of cardboard and running it down the street and writing baseball cards for sale on the cardboard. And uh, my buddy and I set up, like we had little chairs out there and we were trying to sell our baseball cards at five years old, right? That's great. And obviously nobody bought anything, but we did that. And I don't know how familiar you are with like Pokemon cards, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like Pokemon Go became like a big thing. But when I was in seventh grade, my, like that, that was when the first generation of like the Pokemon thing happened and uh, the trading cards were huge, right? So I became the unofficial Pokemon card dealer for my class. <laughs> <Pokemon King>. uh, <laughs> exactly. Like I didn't really collect them to play with them. Like when I, I, I would buy a pack of cards for three bucks and then I'd get a, like a holographic, like a shiny Pokemon card that were extra valuable and rare and I'd sell it for like 10 or 15 bucks to someone else and then I'd go and buy more packs of cards so I ended up with hundreds of Pokemon cards and I'm kicking myself because if I had hung on to them those are worth a lot of money like some really? of them are worth a bunch of money yeah like from my era when I was selling them there's a specific Pokemon called the Charizard like anyways that's like $50,000 plus wow. for that card wow right like in good condition so Oh, well, I gave them to my sister when I kind of grew out of it. And uh, I have no idea what happened to them from there. She doesn't know where they are. I'm like, dang. <laughs> you did, know? Did, did you have that card? Do you remember that card or no? I remember seeing it. I never personally got one though. But okay. I mean, they go for hundreds, thousands of dollars. Yeah. You know, the generation of cards that I had. First editions, you know, all those things. Anyways, but yeah, I did that. I sold rubber band balls and I sold rubber band chains. And Were, were you, were you uh, making the rubber band balls? Were you, were yeah, you, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so my parents were always super supportive of us, you know, earning our own money and we'd sell cookies door to door. But yeah, because we, we didn't get an allowance, right? My parents were like, hey, if you want money, you're going to have to work for it. So yeah, but my dad, when I was really little, would deliver newspapers in the morning and so somehow we learned how to make chains out of the rubber bands and we started doing that. And then we figured out how to make a rubber band ball. And then later on, when I got a little bit older, I, I guess I must've had like a friend or someone who's like, I want one. And I was like, okay, well, and I get, I must've given him one. And then I just remember spending hours like making these rubber band balls and, and then selling them to my friends. So That's fantastic. What was it going, <laughs> so going right for a rubber band ball back then? Uh, five bucks. Yeah. yeah. I'd sell silver <laughs> band ball for five bucks. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so, so this brought you, you know, into high school and that, did you have any other businesses or anything like that, that you, you branched out into in, in high school or a little bit later? In high school, I was more interested in girls than money. And so I didn't do a lot of entrepreneurial stuff in, in high school, but definitely like after high school, I did a mission trip after the mission trip, I came back and got involved with a company called Vector Marketing. So I got right into sales and uh, ended up running a branch there as, well, the way that Vector does their market, their, their company is, it's almost like a franchise, but a little more constrained than a franchise, right? So you run it as if you own it, 
but you don't actually own it. So all the schedule, like the schedule was mine, you know, I made a percentage of the profits. So the whole structure was very entrepreneurial and I'm super grateful for that experience because working at Vector Marketing actually gave me the mindset I needed for personal growth and personal development. So I learned some key skills there that have allowed me to set goals and achieve those goals moving forward. So it was super valuable experience for me and definitely one of my first real, like I can make some money doing this, you know, in an entrepreneurial kind of fashion. That's cool. That's cool. So, and it looks like you had a number of, well, actually you had, a, you went into loans and whatnot, but it looked like you, you kind of stuck in the marketing realm of mm-hmm. things. Can you talk a little bit about some of the things that you've learned over the years with, you know, how to position things, how to market things, you know, when, I guess, especially when you're, when you're just getting started, if you have a new project or something like that, what are some of the first key things that people should be doing to set themselves up for success, you know, from a marketing perspective? You really need to understand your customers. You know, it's that simple. If you don't know what your customers need, then you're not going to be able to provide that to them. Like a lot of what people want is it's intrinsic, right? It's emotional. They want belonging to a group. They want social status. They want, it's, it's all about them, right? And that's a really important thing to know is they don't freaking care about you or your company or your product. They care about themselves. So if you can give them what they want, then they will, you know, work with you because that's that's how we operate right so i think that's probably the biggest key because if you don't understand your your customers the rest of your marketing is just going to be absolute garbage like nothing you do is going to work so get to know your customers get to know the market that you're trying to serve and then once you understand how to meet their needs and you know what their needs are then you'll be more effective at actually you know connecting with them and filling those needs Mm -hmm. No, it makes perfect sense. And and have you found any frameworks or any step-by-step tips on how to establish who those customers may be uh, at all? Do you have any any tips there at all? Well, a lot of it depends on like what you're in. So if, if you're starting a business, it's going to be a little bit different than if you're already in an established business. An established business, like as a marketing director, you should already have a pretty good idea of who's coming and what they need. But if you're like starting a business of your own, hopefully you're starting with something that you already know about. Like you're already filling a need of your own, scratching your own itch as it were. Mm -hmm. So you need to think about where your market is. Like, where do they spend their time? Like what groups do they engage with on like, in you know, in Facebook or who do they follow on Instagram and on Twitter? Um, Do they even use social media? Are they reading magazines, you know? So figure out where they are and then try to spend time with them and seeing things through their perspective. Another good strategy would be just talking to them. Like anyone you know that may be in your market, talk to them about your idea. If you have a specific idea, go to them first and vet it. Vet the idea with the person that is as close to your ideal customer as possible. Get their feedback because no matter how much you run it through your own head, it's, it's impossible to get completely into someone else's shoes. So you need to actually get it directly from the horse's mouth. So market research is good, but it, it, it can be misleading if it's in like a survey environment or like a one-on-one like 
structured interview process. And I know a lot of companies do that because sometimes people have a bias where they're like, I need to say what I think they want to hear. Yeah. Right. And if you're not getting honest, real feedback that it won't help. So start with, start with the people, you know, and talk to them, but you got to get involved in the locations that your customers are currently spending their time. Got it. Yeah. So, so all of this experience, all of this marketing experience has sort of led you up into creating your own, your own brand, your own textile brand. Can you talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about, talk a little bit about that brand and why you, why you created it? Sure thing. So the company's name is 101 exclusive. It's 1OH1exclusive.com. And it actually, it all started from realizing that I'm not good at working for people, (laughs) you know, and I didn't want to spend, you know, 40 hours a week building someone else's goals and dreams. I have my own ambitions. I'm a very ambitious person with big goals. And I really wanted to do something that made a difference. So what I did is I reverse engineered my ideal lifestyle. And this is an activity that I highly recommend to anyone who's thinking about starting a business because let's say you're a plumber and you work for, you know, a a parent company and you just really want to do your own thing. So the thing is, do you want to work the 40 hours a week for another company or are you okay with working 60 to 70 hours a week for yourself? Right. Or is this something that, Hey, I want the time. So is it the, the freedom and being able to say, this is mine and having ownership or is it the actual, you know, the, the lifestyle that you can get, So if your goal doesn't line up with the lifestyle you want, if the path you're on doesn't get you, you know, to that location, then you need to reconsider. So what I did is I looked at what is the ideal lifestyle that I want to have for me and my family. And then I started working backwards. So for me, it was time. I got to have time. I'm a full-time single dad and it's hard doing it on your own. So I wanted to be able to be there for my kids the way that my mom was there for me, but I also have to provide for my family. And the only way I saw that being possible is an online business that I can do from home or remotely anywhere in the world, right? So I'm like, okay, I know it's got to be online. I know it's got to be something that I can walk away from and it'll still run without me because, you know, I, I can't be, I can't, it can't be hundred percent dependent on me. So I started gathering different ideas for different businesses and I was listening to a podcast and someone was talking about drop shipping and t-shirt companies you know selling t-shirts online and there are companies that will you just design the shirt and then market it people buy it and then they do everything like literally all i would do is design and market mm-hmm. done <laughs> you know no customer service or anything so i'm like great that's a great idea i'll give it a shot so i started trying to do that a little bit and then i realized that it's not it's not super fulfilling to me right because i've been through a lot of crap in my life a lot of people all of us have been through a lot of crap but i wanted to share the things i learned from overcoming like addiction and self-hatred and like i was actually borderline suicidal like i would literally be driving down a road like up in the mountains in colorado be like i should just swerve off the road right now <laughs> you know straight into the into the river down below like I, I, I hated myself. I hated my life and I made it through that with a lot of help and I wanted to help other people make it through, you know, difficult situations like that and be able to grow and achieve their goals. So I, I, I needed a higher purpose. I knew that just selling t-shirts wasn't going to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. So slowly I, you know, 
the two things started coming together layer by layer, bit by bit. I'd like to say it was just a lightning bolt that boom, you know, here's the idea. It's fully fleshed out. No, the thing is, you're never going to have a lightning bolt perfect idea. Like it always starts with little things. So if you are waiting for that lightning bolt to come, it's not going to happen. You need to take action now and take a step now because after you take that step, the next step will appear. You're not going to magically end up on top of a mountain. You got to freaking climb that thing. So take one step at a time and then you'll make it. So anyways, that's how it happened for me. It's just layer by layer, bit by bit. And, uh, yeah, so that's how I got to where I am. And that's how the business was officially born. That's, that's incredible. That's incredible. So when you, when you were in your dark place, were you, did you already know that you wanted to, I mean, did you have any goals or any aspirations at that point? Or was it basically like, you know, kind of checked out all the time? You know, did you, did you still have that, that entrepreneurial tendency kind of running around in the back of your head or was it, was it kind of dormant at, the, at that time? Oh yeah, absolutely. It was there. And that was actually one of the frustrating things is because I had all these goals and ambitions, the things that I wanted to do, but I just thought I was worthless. You know, I'm like, you're never going to achieve this, Chris. You're such a loser. Like, why are you even trying? So it, it actually became discouraging because sometimes people are just cool with the way that life is. But for me, I wasn't cool with the way life is. I wanted, I wanted things and I thought I was incapable of doing it, mm -hmm. you know? So it turned into this self-destructive talk in my head all the time. Like mm -hmm. you're such an imposter, like, you know, the imposter syndrome, right? So like you're faking it. Like at the time I, when I was working, I was in vector marketing and I was actually winning a bunch of awards and stuff. And it was like, nobody knows that you're such a loser. Like you're winning these awards. You're, you don't deserve any of this, <laughs> you know? So it was a lot of that self-talk that was really tearing me down. So even in darkness, I still had goals, but the goals actually made the darkness that much harder for me, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So that's it kind does, of does. where I was. Yeah. So, so did you, you said that you had gotten some help. Are there some tools that you use to sort of take yourself out, talk yourself out of those situations? Can you talk a little bit about, you know, some, some of that? Yeah, sure. There were addiction recovery programs, which were super, super helpful. The big thing about overcoming addiction is it's secrecy, right? So you hide it from everyone. And the longer you hide it, the worse it gets. So when I decided that, you know, I, I really need to do something about this, going to a program was super helpful because then I saw that I wasn't alone. And that's the thing for anyone out there that is struggling with any kind of addiction or self-hatred or any trials, you are not alone. Like anything that you are facing, I guarantee there is someone else out there that has faced the same thing and they've overcome it. And there's no difference between you and them. You can overcome it. So you're not an island, reach out, do something. Even if it's just talking to a parent or a friend or a spouse, someone you trust, letting it like the first step is acknowledging it's there and then telling someone about it. And you will be surprised because the more you open up to other people, the more they will open up to you. It is amazing how many people have gone through very similar situations. Like when it is absolutely insane. We have all struggled and been through so much pain as individuals. And one of my favorite quotes is that if you treat everyone as if they're going through the fight of their life, then you'll be right more than half of the time. And that's absolutely true. You don't know what's going on with other people. This whole social media world of everyone posting everything that's perfect in their lives is a load of crap. Everybody is struggling. 
you know? And sometimes the people who post the most are the ones who are struggling the most because they're the ones trying to cover it up the most. So just acknowledging that you're not alone is important and reach out to someone for help. If you can get into an, a recovery program, awesome. If it's not an addiction, still reach out to a friend and talk about what you're struggling with because you're not an island. You need someone else with you. I oh, love it. Oh, perfect, perfect. Talk a little bit about your, you have a unique methodology with your, with your, your textile brand where you make 101 shirts. What, what's, what's behind the 101? Can you tell the, the story behind that? Why you, why you do such a limited run and, 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 and is, is it other things too? I, I just said shirts, but mm -hmm. I don't know. Do you have other products or other uh, garments as well? So the 101 comes from the mission of the clothing brand, which is to help men look, feel, and be their best. So it's about inspiring you to be a better man. So 101 is like being one of one, you know, like you're 101. Because you need to, what we do is we help men focus on their individual strengths and leveraging those strengths to gain success. So you are unique and exclusive there is nobody else in the world like you and you can use your strengths to get your goals, you know, to get you where you want to go. So that's kind of the origin of the word of like the name, but the 101 referring to the 101 shirts that we sell. So each product only gets 101 ever made. Right. Mm -hmm. And that is because I, hate seeing someone else in the same car as me <laughs> if someone is wearing the same shirt as me i customize everything because that's me i i don't want to be one of everyone else yeah. i want to be me i want to be exclusive and different without being weird right so that, that to me that's important right and it's important to you know the the market that we work with you know we we want to own and love who we are and we don't want to be part of a crowd you know so that's that's why we do 101 uh prints of each shirt it makes it exclusive we can guarantee that unless you go unless we go to like a 101 exclusive like conference or something like that in the future then you will never see someone wearing that shirt and if someone's like dang that's a sick shirt where do i get it you say you can't because they don't make them anymore yeah so it's it's yeah, it, it, it's more it's more for like my thing. Like I just don't like having everyone have the same thing that I have. So I wanted to bring that to other people, at least that opportunity. I love it. I love it. So so and you're the the main designer behind them all, correct? Yes. Well, currently, yes. I actually work with a couple of designers as well. The majority of the products that we have right now, I have designed, but I'm working on a few that I've actually hired other designers. Because here's the thing, like I, I'm I'm pretty good at designing things. Like I've pretty artistic. It is a strength, but it is not a big strength of mine, right? I know that there are other people who are much better than me at that. So I'm trying to leverage the strengths of others. Virtus Technology is a custom business software solution provider. Are you tired of manual entry into an old system that creates more work than it helps? Does your company suffer from constant pain and frustration around its business processes? Do you spend a lot of time and money trying to hunt information down or figure out what is happening in your business? Virtus Technology can help solve all of this. We evaluate your current processes and then create custom software or mobile apps to automate and streamline your business process, eliminating a lot of those pains and frustrations. 
Unlike other systems, our goal is to digitize your current processes and systems so that your staff's learning curve is very small. If you're ready to take your business operations to the next level, give Virtus Technology a call today. To increase, you know, the appeal of the products. So that's one of the things I've been focusing on a lot more recently is working with other designers who really know what they're doing mm -hmm. to, you know, to create some badass designs. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, so, and you, are you getting these made here locally in the U S or how do you, how are you manufacturing them and importing them and doing the whole drop shipment or, or you know, delivery? How, how does all that work for you? Right. All the shipment happens in house. So we handle all of the uh, fulfillment here, all of the actual product production happens with, I have a third party vendor that I work with who brings in the shirts and then they actually screen print it for me. And it, I think it's really important to do, that locally, especially with such a limited like supply of shirts that are being produced, because if any one shirt is not up to my standards, it needs to be redone, right? Like this is a premium quality product. I expect premium quality for every single product that goes out. So I personally see every shirt before it goes. And if it's not to my, you know, to my liking, then I work with the, you know, person here locally to make sure that it gets redone in a way that I'm actually happy with. So yeah, I think that's really important for our brand. Other brands, it may not be super important, but for us, it's a big deal. Yeah, that's, that's great. Do you, can you talk some of, about some of the challenges that you ran into when you were creating uh, a textile brand? Any uh, yeah, definitely. Um, the, I think the biggest challenge was just the time, like, cause the process of starting a company, especially if you have other obligations, like you can't do it full time, it's, it's really difficult to balance your family and your job and the company that you're starting. Right. So I think it was, that was probably the biggest challenge for me was really finding the time to, to put into it. Cause yeah, like I said, a full-time single dad and I was working full time and it, it, it was just, yeah, that was the biggest challenge for me. But I think one of the bigger challenges that a lot of other people have is just finding the courage to, to take those first steps. You know what I mean? It's the fear of failure that holds people back from even trying and also not having a plan, not knowing what to do. It's like, well, I have this goal, but where, where the heck do I start? Right? How do I get started? So that's where what you're doing right now, listening to podcasts, super important. And, you know, finding other resources, using Google and using YouTube and books and, you know, so getting educated. But the important thing is that you actually have to do something. So what I always tell people, is if you have an idea, buy the freaking domain name, <laughs> you know, just, just go buy the domain. It's a step. As soon as you own the domain, you're like, oh my gosh, I actually own something like this is real. It makes it real. As soon as it's not in your head and you actually own something physical for your business, it, it's a game changer, right? It changes the mentality around the whole thing and it inspires a lot of confidence. So that's an easy first step that anyone can make for very, very cheap. Mm -hmm. No, I love that advice and completely agree. There's so many people that just get the, uh, the analysis by paralysis, mm -hmm. um, you know, stopper, you know, that they don't get any further than just thinking about it all. So 
Yeah, because fear is paralyzing. It's absolutely paralyzing. What if I'm going to fail? You expect to fail, okay? If you are waiting for your product or idea to be perfect, then you're waiting way too freaking long and you're never going to get there. If So going back to my story, I tried a bunch of different things and then I learned from it and I changed direction. You got to pivot. So expect your first product to suck because it will absolutely suck. So if you go into this saying, you know what? I know this product is going to suck, but... I'm doing it because I know it's going to teach me something and I'm going to learn. I'm going to change. So just take the first freaking step, expect it to suck, expect yourself to not know what you're doing and give yourself permission to just do bad because you're going to learn from that. Every failure teaches you something. You learn more from failure than you do from success. So hope and hope and hope that you make a lot of mistakes in the beginning because as the company grows and becomes successful, failures start to make more of an impact, right? Like if you post something on social media and it was really awful and stupid and you're like, oh my gosh, this product's horrible. Look at this picture. It's terrible. And your audience is zero people, then who freaking cares, right? So now is the time to make mistakes and try things. Now is the time to learn and grow because, you know, as you get into bigger companies, the failures magnify, right? So use the time while you're small to be a great learning opportunity, a school for you so that you don't make those mistakes later on. Yeah, that's, that's great advice. That's great advice. So how many, um, how many runs a year of shirts do you do? We produce a maximum of four shirts in a month. Okay. And then once they sell out, they're just gone. Right. So maximum 404 products pushed in a, in a single month right now. It's all priced out standard as the brand continues to grow and demand increases. If once we get to the point where shirts are selling out within seven days of being released, we're going to start moving to a bidding system. So, you know, the thing is we want to maintain exclusivity. We might move to six shirts at a time, but that's still up in the air. Right now we're sticking with four. We have another one coming out here in the next week or two. Yeah, we want to maintain exclusivity. Super important. We don't want everyone having these shirts because the thing is the shirt needs to resonate with you. Each shirt actually has an identity statement with it because when you're wearing the shirt, you're supposed to look in the mirror and see a better version of yourself looking back, right? So if you look in the shirt, in the mirror, you see your shirt and it reminds you that, you know, I'll, here, I'll read one of the identity statements for you because mm -hmm. this will, this will help it make a lot more sense. So the shirt that I'm wearing right now is called the navigator. So the identity identity statement for this one says, I choose my course and set the sale. There are many trials ahead. Much is not within my power. So I focus on what is instead. I cannot stop the wind from howling. So I harness this powerful force. I cannot cease the waves from swelling. So I, I enjoy each one in its course. My joy is in the journey more than where I arrive. I have a vision that guides me, but I am not guided by my eyes. Tempest may rage and blind me. On my course, I do rely. My heart is my sextant and compass. I harness the storm inside. The world is wide around me, and there are choices on every side, but I am the navigator, and where I go is for me to decide. Wow. So you should be reminded of those things when you're looking at it, right? If bad things are happening, you can choose to be a freaking victim and give up all control, or you can choose to take that trial and leverage it to help you gain success. And that's exactly, you know, what the last line says, where I go is for me to decide. I choose how I react to everything. I can't choose what happens to me, but it's my decision to react. And so each product is supposed to help you maintain these affirmations and this vision of who you are and who you want to be. It's supposed to help you be a better person. 
So that's the entire core of the products. You don't buy one because it's cool. You buy one because it's gonna help you be a better person. It's gonna inspire you to rise above your natural tendencies. So that's, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to inspire men to be better men. I love it, I love it. And, and so does each, does each shirt have their own identity statement or is it mm-hmm. really? So, you, so yep. not only are you making the design, but you're also making the identity statement for that for that design. Wow. Yep. Wow. That's impressive. It's, it's a uh, lot of fun. I really, really enjoy it because this, it, it, it scratches that main itch that I was telling you about my desire to make a difference in the world to help people, you know, and when you're looking at building your own business, that's what you need to do is find something that you can be passionate about and then, you know, chase that. You want to be fulfilled in what you do. So that way it's not work. Like it's, it's something you want to do. So anyways, that's, that's the entire tenant of, of what 101 is all about. That's, that's fantastic. That's powerful. Have you, have you uh, gotten any feedback from any of your clients as well? Uh, you know, how they, how they feel wearing it and all that. And I'm sure that that's a, a huge energy boost charge for you as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, if the product helps anyone in any situation, like ever, like it's a win. And that's the thing is, I'm not out to change the world. I'm out to change the lives of one person at a time. You know, if it helps anyone at any point, it's a victory. It's a win. So yeah, it's fantastic. I love that. Yeah. That, that last sentence that you said is, uh, resonates very closely to me. That's, that's very close to one of our core mission statements as well. So I love it. I love it. Chris, Chris Lovin. I love what you're doing. This is fantastic. (laughs) No, this has been, this has been great. I, I, uh, I certainly appreciate the time and, and uh, you've had quite the journey and congratulations on everything that you've, you've done and you know, wish nothing but more success for you in the future. This is, this is great. This is great. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. And, you know, I just encourage everyone to keep watching Matt's podcasts okay, or listening to them because the more you learn, the more you're going to have the better equipped you're going to be to face the challenges ahead. So even when you get discouraged, keep moving forward, keep surrounding yourself with good people like Matt. You may not see him in person or hang out with him in person, but you are associating yourself with him. And the more you associate with high quality people, it will raise the quality of what you do as well, because you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So spend as much time as possible with Matt and other podcasts and with books and just surround yourself with mentors who will get you to where you want to be. I love it. I love it. And and if people wanted to learn more about your brand or yourself, how would you suggest them reach you as well? Sure. Um, You can find me on all the social medias, just 101 exclusive at any of those. It's 1-O-H-1 exclusive, Uh, 101exclusive.com. And if you want to reach me directly, you can always email me. That's totally cool. Chris at 101exclusive.com. It's Chris with a K, K-R-I-S at 101exclusive.com. And I would love to hear if you have any unique jokes about my name because I've heard them all (laughs) and I am waiting to hear one that is just super clever. So consider that a challenge. Send me your jokes. There you go. I love it. I love it. With that, we will uh, let you go. But this is fantastic. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for listening. And remember... Pass the secret sauce.